The UPMC sports medicine experts in Central PA are here to help keep you in the game and improve your quality of life, no matter your age or activity level. Visit upmc.com slash centralpasportsmed to learn more. Welcome back, everyone, to another exciting week of the PA High School Football Report podcast. I'm Nebby Asai, here with my co-host, high school sports editor, Brian Linder. Brian, how you doing this week, man? Man, Nebby, I'm hanging in there. It's another week. I think we're past spring now. It's like 150 degrees in Pennsylvania. I'm from South Carolina, and then, you know, I spent a good part of my life in Florida, too. So if I'm, if I'm saying it's hot in Pennsylvania, I, I, I hate to imagine what it's like down there, but... uh. How are you, man? I know you were a little under the weather last week. Yeah, I was, but by the grace of God, I'm still here, man. You know, they try to knock me off my pivot, but you can't hold a real one down too long. <laughs> yeah. hey, you know, hey, we had a big week. You know, we just we dropped a big story today on a on Messiah Mickens, the eighth grader, um, over at Trinity. He's already got an SEC offer. Huh? Go to Penn Live and check that out. Mm-hmm. Had a couple other guys, you know, like Kyle Williams Jr. got an offer today, and a couple Harrisburg kids and. You know, so it's still been busy, and we're just coming off the uh, Big 33 over the weekend and the East-West mm-hmm. games. Mm-hmm. We had some guys play well on those. So, you know, football's year-round, right? Football's year-round. And on the subject of football, we have a staple in the Harrisburg community on the podcast with us this evening. You want to do the pleasure of introducing who he is? Hey, man, you know what? I'm going to let you introduce him because you know <laughs> why? Because, <laughs> because I'm going to go ahead and let this guy. Nebby's been trying to get you on the podcast for, like, Two months. So I'm going to let you introduce the man. You know what? And I was hoping that would be a response, Brian, and I'm so happy that, you know, I read your mind very well. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a Harrisburg Cougar legend on here. <laughs> shout out Shout out to the city of Harrisburg. The yes, first sir. person from Harrisburg to join us, Danny Lansana. Yeah, Football standout. You, <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Go ahead and tell them who you are, Danny. Uh, no, nah, Danny Lansana, like, like he said. Harrisburg High, uh, football and basketball player, won the state championship 2002 basketball, uh, went to UConn, played football, uh, played in the league for seven years with uh, Green Bay, the Jets, and uh, Tampa Bay. Not that you had to say all of that because I'm sure they know your resume anyway, but we appreciate <laughs> you coming on here, Danny. Right, right, right. No problem. Yeah. So uh, let's get things kicked off. Um, you, you had a successful career in the NFL, successful career in college before then, but you're having success here in the Mid-Pen Conference as well. You're a CDE's high school basketball coach. I know this is a football podcast, but you coach over at McDevitt as well. I mean, talk to us a bit about what you do there and your role on the football team. Uh, actually, um, last year, I was like the co-D uh, coordinator and um, a linebacker coach. This year, I'm stepping into you know, full-time D coordinator, so I'm excited to get it going, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, hey, when did you guys make that move? Because I, 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 I didn't know that. that yeah. Uh, I think it was like like March or April. Okay. Around March or April, yeah. Maybe earlier now, like February, somewhere around so, there. So I got to ask you, man, what is the dynamic like like coaching basketball CD East and then going over to Bishop McDevitt football? I mean, you know, because like, you know, is this, are the CD East guys ever giving you a little landscape and those guys <laughs> ever be like, hey, man, stay away from my kids? Or uh, how, how, does, how does this all work, man? Nah, man, I just stay, um, I stay true to the kids, man. You know, I, it is hectic, you know, running back for, like I said, we had, you know, summer league games today. And, uh, you know, we ramp up football next Monday. So, and you know, we start uh, getting ready for training camp. But, no, nah, I just stay true to the kids, man. And, you know, and, and a lot of, of the basketball kids at East are not football players. So it make it easy for me. 
you know, mm-hmm. and then uh, like I'm in, I'm just in a helping kids. So I mean, like I started my my coaching career at Redland, you know, then was at Halifax. So you know, I wherever they wherever I can help kids, that's where I'm going, no matter what, either football or basketball. So, Danny, like I keep mentioning, I know this is a football podcast, but on the subject of you being a basketball coach at CD East, what was it like playing against your former head coach, Kirk Smallwood? Um, coaching CDs, you know, I mean, I know that, I know that had to be like a surreal feeling for you. Man, I, you took the words out of my, I, I was about to say it, it was surreal, you know, uh, mm. just, just, you know, just coaching against Kurt Small, a guy that coached me, you know, and it's crazy. Um, you know, I got my football offer from UConn from playing basketball. They actually came to see me play basketball. You know, they never seen me play football. They seen me play basketball and then that put me on their radar. So, you know, I got nothing but respect, man. You talk about a legend, man. That's a legend right there, you know, living legend. Uh, you know, I respect him, you know, that's why before every game went up, talked to him, you know, you know, it's just it's just that respect aspect that, you know, it's a lot of kids that he helped out, you know, it was to the point where, you know, guys didn't have food, you know, mm-hmm. he's bringing them food. Guys didn't have a place to stay, you know, so like he's definitely a big stable in his community, man. And then for him, you know, two state championships, I was I was fortunate to be on one, you know, be a starter. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, just all that he gave back to to the community. So it was surreal sitting over there, you know, especially him. You know, Coach Bear was my guy, you know. <laughs> uh, but it was surreal, man. And, uh, you know, it, it, it was unique. It was very yeah. unique, you know. You know, but like the like I said, the respect aspect is there wholeheartedly. Yeah, I talk to Coach Bear every week. Go ahead, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and for the people who don't know, because this is a football podcast, you know, Kurt Smallwood, uh, you know, f- almost 40 years across two different stints with uh, Harrisburg, the last one going. Just about thirty years there, and he he stepped down. He resigned last week. Mm-hmm. Stepped down from his position. Uh, Harrisburg, uh, almost six hundred and eighty wins, I think, across his career. And like Danny said, two state championships and nine uh, district titles. So one of the most successful coaches probably in Pennsylvania high school basketball history. Absolutely. Um, stepped down. So that was that was big news. So mm-hmm. absolutely. I mean, you know, I, I got a I got a loose sort of affiliation to Danny, like. Uh, when I when I first got here, you know, I'm always never gonna tell you, Danny. I'm always like looking and being nosy and and, and on social media, I'm everywhere. People like I, to be honest, man. You know, I really haven't been in the field right because of my health issues and COVID and stuff like that. And, and um, but uh, people always say, "Well, how'd you know that?" You know, because I'm nosy. Right, gets the school right. for everybody, man. But like when I first got here, I, you know, I'm all over social media and stuff, and I'm right. looking. Danny was having a um football camp here in town, and he had. Quan Bowers and Ricky Sapp and those guys come up and it's a small world because I used to be the sports editor at um at, at the Times Democrat in Orangeburg. Okay. And um Some good football you know, I, I, there, man. It is. You know, we're, <laughs> we're gonna have we're planning to have and he's agreed to have uh come on this podcast, Buddy Pugh. Nice coach of South Carolina State. Yep. Um I have a pretty good relationship with Coach Pugh. Um I tell a lot of people, uh not all college coaches are good guys. In fact, a lot of them are. I'm just gonna mm. put that out there. Sorry, college coaches. Buddy Pugh's a good guy. He's pretty genuine and just, you know, one one a big game against Jackson State. Uh, so we're going to have him on here and talk some HBCU football, hopefully at some point. But um, it is. It's great football down there. And, you know, I covered Daquan Nebby in high school and stuff. He was number one prospect in the, station, uh, in the nation. So I talked to Danny a little bit about that and just, you know, I kind of made that connection when he played for the Bucks and stuff. It's my guy right there, man. He's co- he's coaching at South Florida now. He's the defensive line coach. He is. Yep. He's uh, is, again a small world, you know. Uh, uh, and now I feel like I'm getting old, mm. you know, because <laughs> I went, I went, and one of the first things I did is I went and um, who's the one prospect in the nation? I said, 
only know you outside of football. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we went to a little bar and um, sports bar in Bamberg, South Carolina, which if you guys, you guys are from the city, man, you guys can't even imagine where Daquan Bowers is from, Danny. It's crazy. I've been down there to his camp. You've been out? Man, okay. I well, you real. can tell Nebby. You yeah, can tell Nebby. Listen, man, that, hey, that, you talk about I, country. Hey, that's where I'm from. So bro, mm-hmm. their, their, their hospital was a trailer park. Oh, man. Nebby ain't nothing but deer yeah, and trees. Yeah, that's the country down there. <laughs> then one of his homeboys, we were on the way to the camp, and uh, I forget what was dead on the side of the road. But he was trying to get out the car. To, I think it was like a raccoon or something <laughs> like that. He was trying to get out the car to get it so they can make it, like, cook it later oh. that day. That's country. Different. I said, you better not put that in this car, bro. Or I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> country. But, I, you know, I went and ate, I went and, um, ate wings at this sports bar with him and his dad. And his dad passed. Mm. And that became a big story because they were so very close. But it's just great memories from down there. And so I just kind of connected that. And it really has nothing to do with Danny other than I said, oh, he knows some guys I know, which amounts to really nothing. But just, again, me being nosy and checking out. But, I, you know, it, it allowed me to. Talk to Danny and, and our you know, a little bit of interactions we've had mm-hmm. and stuff, but you big time, Danny man. You, man. you know a guy like him, like you said, number one recruit in the nation. Mm-hmm. Wimsey, like you know him, you you might be a big deal, hey, man. big fella. <laughs> hey man, hey man, go back and look it up, and I give credit to Daquan Bowers when Daquan went to be drafted. He, you know, he I think he was getting some different reports about his knee and right, stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. his knee. Yeah. And remember when he came out, he just wanted Nagurski. He's supposed to be the number one pick in the draft, yeah. and he told the NFL Network to hit the bricks. He told the ESPN to hit the bricks. And his agent told me to hit the bricks. Mm-hmm. And I said, tell him, you tell him it's Brian Linder. Mm-hmm. And his agent come right back and said, Daquan said, you and only you can come. Oh, wow. If you go back and look, I was the only media member, and it was actually reported, the only media member that was there um, for his draft. That's amazing. I was there for Ricky Sapp's draft, too. That's my guy. I sat on the couch. I, I sat on the couch with Mike Gillisley waiting on him to get drafted when Gilly got drafted. Nice. Just me and like three of three of his buddies just sitting on his couch. I might need to get your autograph, Brian. I need your <laughs> autograph, man. Man, I've been you know, I've been the best high school basketball player I ever covered was Alshon Jeffrey. Mm. Right. Yeah, I heard he was, I've been I heard blessed, he was a beast. Man. I heard he was a beast in basketball. Alshon Jeffrey uh, basketball team won hundred and eight straight games with him in uniform. No, nah, but, so but, but but I don't like I respect all areas, mm. but they really don't hoop down south. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude, his team was really good. Yeah. His team was really good. Right. Um, all he did was run and press and stuff, and uh, he was a baller, man. You know, I've been blessed to cover some great athletes. I saw AJ Green in high school. Mm. I tell people AJ Green. People cannot fathom what he was in high school, Danny. But Michael Parsons was the best player ever. Yeah. Better than Daqu- Daquan was somewhat comparable. With kind of how they were in high school, he played running back too. Michael Parsons is the best I ever covered. Right. <laughs> no. Nah, how about you, man? You you've been around the game now. You've yeah. been to the highest of highs, yeah, man. Yeah. Who who's the one dude you played against? You know, coming up or or whatever. Who was who was that dude? It still sticks out in your mind. Man, I would have to say, like as far as being a linebacker, I'd probably say like the hardest person, like I had to tackle, probably was Adrian Peterson. Mm. Like he really he really ran that ball hard. Like. You see it on TV, but like when you in the game, like it's a whole different. Like he, he, yeah, he was a tough runner, mm. and he didn't try to shake you. It was just straight downhill, mano y mano, mm. who gonna win it? So you know what I mean? Yeah, he was, he he was he was a problem. 
and he could run he could run away from you too you could run over you run away right, from you yeah, yeah. i tell all these kids man they just don't they just don't know what i mean that guy's almost he's almost 40 he could still play in the league then he just played two years ago or something like a year ago yeah he, i think he played some last year he was on he was on a roster last year right. yeah. yeah i think what team did he show up and he had like a he had like dip at practice and you know it's like the old man, but it's Titans. He was with the Titans for like a game. Right, yep, yep, yep. Remember? Yep, yep. That's where it was at. Yep, yep. And five years from now, if they try to sign him, Nebby, Adrian Peterson will probably show up. Yeah, he probably and, will. And shaping everything. 1% body fat. Yeah. I mean, but, but it's dudes like Adrian, like Terrell Owens, LeBron, Tom Brady right. take great care of their bodies. There's definitely sure. some good conversation, but we'll be back with more after a word from our sponsor. The UPMC sports medicine experts in Central PA are here to help keep you in the game and improve your quality of life, no matter your age or activity level. Visit upmc.com slash Central PA Sports Med to learn more. Hey, Danny, we talked a bit about, you know, some, some, of, the, some of the toughest guys you had to cover. You mentioned AP. I want to transition and segue a bit into your upbringing, right? I mean... Mm-hmm. You, you were someone who came back into the gym, even for basketball. Whenever I was in high school, my first two years of college basketball, you came back, scrimmaged us, and, and now you're coaching. You know, you're coaching football, you're coaching basketball in the community in which you grew up in. I mean, what does it mean to you to give back and, you know, play a pivotal part in, 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 the, in the upbringing of kids from the city and stuff like that? Man, like I said, it's big, man. Like, like I said, like, um, you know, growing up, you know, you had guys that played in the league you know, that you, we didn't really get to see, you know, they never mm-hmm. came back, you know, and mm-hmm. none, none against them. Or maybe they couldn't make it, you know, or whatever like that. But, you know, guys didn't come back. And I always told myself, you know, especially being a kid from the inner city, like, like seeing like all the drugs, seeing guys get shot, seeing all mm-hmm. types of stuff. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I always told myself, you know, if I get in a position to be a guy, a guy that can, can contribute and come back and give to community, I'm going to always do that. Like, I always told myself that once I got to college, like, it started clicking for me. You know, I'm like, well, I was talking to guys from different cities, you know, because when you're in college, people from all over, and they were saying, like, yeah, this guy's from my hometown, this guy's from my hometown. And I just always, I always wanted to give kids that hope. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Like, like, look, you could touch me. We could have a conversation. You're talking to a guy, you know, that walked the same hallways you walked, you know, mm-hmm. lived in the same communities that you lived in. And it is it is obtainable to chase your dream if that is going to the NFL. You know, I'm living proof. I'm standing here in front of you. You know, uh, I'm showing you that, you know, you can make it out of here. You know, from how hard Harrisburg is, you know, you can make it out of here and be something and and, and go chase that dream if it is being in the NFL. So that was my biggest thing. Like, I always told myself, man, to give back because uh, I, <clears throat> I forget the exact quote that Martin Luther King said. But it was something about giving back to your giving back. Like when you leave here, like you're not going to be remembered of, you know, what you did or something like mm-hmm. that. But you're going to remember about your community service and what you mm-hmm. did for the community and giving back. Mm-hmm. So it's, that's just a stable. That's in my DNA. You know, I'm going to do that to the day I'm gone. And rightfully so. And I just had to ask that because, you know, growing up as a kid from the inner city, it's always been guys like you, your man, Michael Simpson. Robert Tate, Lawrence Ham, even LaShawn McCoy. I used to hoop in his shady shootout as a kid at Reservoir Park. But I've always right. looked up to y'all because y'all always came back and gave back to the community and things of that sort. Right. Um, have you been able to keep in close contact with dudes who are now making it in the league, like like a Micah Parsons, um, like a Bryce Hall? You get what I'm saying? Have you right. been able to have a relationship with those guys and provide some mentorship? Have they came and sought out to you? I mean, talk to me a bit about that process. 
Right. So I had I had one one conversation with Micah. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he was still playing basketball, you know, and mm-hmm. I was like at the tail end of my career. And because uh, they were going to leave to go play a basketball game. And I came to see I went to the high school because my goddaughter was playing and they were waiting to go. And uh, we had we had a conversation, you know, with his dad and with him. You know, we had a brief conversation uh, with Bryce Hall. Like I haven't seen him, you know, he probably, mm-hmm. you know, come back to McDevitt sooner or later, you know. But, right. uh, you know, but uh, yeah, that was the gist of that. But, you know, a lot of guys, a lot of guys that, you know, went to UConn, reach out to me that that's that's gone that path or want to go to mm-hmm. UConn and stuff like that. So, you know, I just mm-hmm. love being that mentor, man, because, you know, being that guy that did it. And, you know, a lot of people don't know my story, but it was like I was in the league, out of the league three years. You know, that's unheard of. You know, and mm-hmm. then, you know, getting back in that thing and then, you know, making a career out of my career, you know, people just look at the glitz and glamour of, you know, oh, he plays, he's on the, he's on the team, but they don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, right. like when I was playing like my friends back home, you know, I was on mm-hmm. practice squad at first. I was so mad because I'm like, yo, I'm a baller, bro. And I'm just sitting mm-hmm. here on practice squad. All I'm doing is practicing. Like mm-hmm. we about to play the Ravens and I got to wear Ray Lewis's jersey and I got to watch film and I got to act like him on the field. Mm-hmm. So. I'm telling my friends that they like, how much you make? I'm like, you know, like a hundred grand. They were like, mm. hey, you practice three times a day? Mm. I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, bro, first of all, you gotta take taxes out. So that's about 60 grand. Mm. Then it's like you're just practicing, so you don't get nothing towards your pension. You don't get nothing towards none of that stuff mm. because you're not getting the credit season. Mm. You know, and I always tell them, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna put it to you like this. Just think of about a think about a Fortune 500 company, big building, you know, high tech. Being on practice squad is like the janitor that has to clean that building. Mm-hmm. And that puts it in perspective for guys. So, you know, if I can give guys that perspective, you know, because, you know, guys that got that, the ones who to go to the league, they they don't look at the business side. And I didn't look at it, you know, my first time in there. I'm like, man, I'm kid from the hood. You know, mm-hmm. I got a signing bonus for 8000 I'm about to go buy the whole block. Of the, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You, don't, you don't understand <laughs> yeah. the concept of and how the grind is. Right. With the NFL, especially our money's not being, you know, guaranteed like an NBA. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I try to get those kids that knowledge. Yeah, I, I thought it was it was cool that you mentioned uh, mentoring people who want to go to UConn. I know you had a close knit relationship with your boy Chris Britton there out of Harrisburg. Yeah, yeah, yeah yes, sir. Yeah, yes, he sir. plays a position too. Chris, <laughs> yep. for those who who are listening to this podcast and don't know, Chris Britton is the class of 2013. Played basketball and football, similarly to, uh, to Danny. I wouldn't say he was on the same pedestal as you, but Chris was a dog. Chris was a beast, yeah. too, man. They won a district yeah. title, too, in, in basketball. But, yeah, man, it's, it's great what you're doing with the, with the community. And, um, I mean, what, what, are some, what are some experiences that stuck out to you so far um, on the coaching aspect? Like, what was that transformation from being the player, being out there on the field, to actually watching and, and building some of these players up to be the next big thing? Well, the first thing I had to realize is they're not me. Right. You know what I mean? So right. I'm like, so I'm coming from like a professional college background. You know, I had to had to get on my mind. These are high school kids, mm-hmm. like they're kids, you know. So, I mean, I think that was the biggest challenge for me. Other than that, it, it, I just love it, man. Just seeing, especially like our group this year, you know, our linebacker group, like a Ryan Russo, uh, a Kay Warner, you know, uh, um, Bryce, Bryce Enders, like, you mm-hmm. know, guys that were getting overlooked. You know, I take Ryan Russo, for example, you know, this was a kid. You know, basketball, football player, you know, when I first got over there, you know, Coach Weck talked to me like, hey, Dan, you got to talk to him. Like, he's like you. He thinks he's a basketball player. He wants to go to school for basketball. He's doing all this AU, you know, and I was seeing him move. And I'm like, bro, you would be a hell of a linebacker, you mm-hmm. know. So, 
you know, just seeing the transition from when I first got over there to now, you know, him on his way to, well, at Rutgers now, he got there yesterday, mm-hmm. you know, and, and just being on the phone with him, you know, because he, he was at Syracuse, because Syracuse offered him, he was on a visit, and we're on the phone two, three in the morning, you know, just going through depth charts, trying to find the best fit for him, you know, and and and, and a guy like uh, Kay Warner that's over there, you know, um, a kid that's undersized, but can work and got work ethic, you know, so from when I first got over there, like, they didn't even know proper technique to none of that. So then once we got in camp and I, I got my hands on them when we worked, I put it out there on social media. I'm like, man, I got the best linebacker group in the state, arguably, mm-hmm. you know, and they didn't disappoint. They did not disappoint. So mm-hmm. I just like seeing the growth and just helping the kids get into the point where I was at and disturbing them in the right way. It's funny that you mentioned that too, because you have a big first game coming up too with somebody yes, that got some good linebackers yes, too. Yes, sir. Put hey. the ball down. Let's get after it. <laughs> like, like Brian and I mentioned here on this podcast, I believe it was uh, our last episode, right, Brian? We talked about McDevitt and Emotep getting a face off, and I mean, what's 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 that mindset in that game plan? Like, I know you get your guys ready. I mean, what do you right. guys sort of hope to take away from that? That's a big first matchup, right? Man, mm-hmm. we want to win, man. That mm-hmm. hey, defensively, we trying to. I mean, they're probably going to score, but, man, we're going to compete. You know, we're mm-hmm. going to compete. We're going to be ready. You know, uh, and it's, it's no better way to start the year off like that. You know, I heard, I know I was about to, you know, the back and forth about playing Harrisburg, this, that, which I would love to do. I was Same. 100% for it. Mm-hmm. You know, that rivalry brought out some of the best athletes and best games in this area. But, you know, I think, you know, they answered the bell with scheduling the MOTEP, man. And, you know, like, I, I think it's the headline of the opening, opening, opening week. And, uh, you know, I'm I'm trying to get a win. You know, I think that would be a state a statement game for us. You know, because a lot of people say we don't play nobody, and this, that, and the third. You know, we lost the state championship against Alaquipa, but it's definitely a statement game. I think it's more of a statement statement game than anything. You know, the hype we got the All American quarterback, we got the wide receivers with all the offers, this, that, and the third. Running and back. on their side, <laughs> right? Running yeah. back, mm-hmm. and on their side, and on their side, they got the same thing. Mm-hmm. So. You know, my mentality is this is good for the kids because the kind of offers that our kids are receiving, these are the type of kids you're going to have to go against when you go to college. This is the type of kids right. you're going to have to battle against for a starting position, you know. So, yeah, man, it's big, man. It's, I'm looking forward to it. Like, I'm excited. You know, when they first dropped it, I'm like, yeah, let's go. Because, mm-hmm. yo, me being a Harrisburg guy, I just kept hearing all the chatter. And I'm like, man, I just wish it could happen. But, mm-hmm. hey, they rebounded scheduling this MOTEP game. I'll tell you that. So I'm excited. Looking forward to it. Have you uh, have you looked at any of the MOTEP film yet? Uh, So one of our coaches, I might get a little bit or too much information on the podcast, but mm-hmm. now nah, one of our uh, one of our coaches, he was uh, he coaches seven on seven and uh, MOTEP was there. So he was sneak fil- filming, but you can't really see it. But, you know, I'm just waiting for him to send the film over, break that thing down and. One thing I'm gonna tell you, guarantee that defense will be ready. Guaranteed. Mm-hmm. I think. I mean, the thing that fascinates me about the matchup, Danny, is uh, I look at the offensive skill guys that McDevitt has, right? And 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 you guys have a chance to be really explosive. Right. Their defensive personnel, man, is could be the best in the right. state. I mean, it's up front and secondary, Ramir Stewart, and you know they keep right. corners and and and, and DBs. Ramirez Stewart's out there in that safety, and they got some explosive guys. And I, I'm, it's going to be fascinating to see. 
I think just how, you know, that offense, maybe that's offense versus Emma Tep's defense, I think it's going to be going to be an awesome matchup to watch. Sure. So. It's, going, it's going to be one to watch, man. It's, it's, it's like the best, best way to open high school football. <laughs> I think, I think they're making some changes in offense. I think. I think they brought in a new offensive coordinator. I may be wrong there. I'm pretty sure they, they're, they're changing some things up mm-hmm. on offense. But, I mean, in terms of, like, you know, I know you guys circling Aliquippa and thinking maybe down the line you got to face them again. But I, in some ways, I, they're kind of physical. They got two running backs who are pretty pretty darn physical right. and kind of built well and run hard, too. And I think in some ways this is a good tune-up for you guys, too, to maybe see where you got to go to get to Aliquippa. Because there, I think there are some similarities there. I don't think Aliquippa has the – explosiveness on defense that these right. guys have. I mean, I don't know. They got Cam Lindsay and those guys, so maybe I'm wrong <laughs> right. there. Yeah, it's, it's, it, it's going to be it's, a big one for you guys. See right, you guys are at, I was just about to say that. It's a, it's a big measuring stick because mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, it's a great way to open the season up because we're not going to see a team like Emotech. You know, we're not going to see that uh, the rest of the year. Not even LaSalle College. And I don't even know nothing about the Canadian team we're playing, but we're not going to see nobody up to that point if we make it to the state championship, you know, um, it's definitely a big measure of stick. And like I said, man, I'm ready. And, you know, like our offense is very explosive, you know, so it's going to be, it's going to be good for those guys, man, to, you know, be able to compete with some high level guys because my, my, my thought process is always past high school. Like it's, it's future. You know what I mean? So like a guy, like our quarterback, you know, Mark, uh, Stone Saunders, mm-hmm. Instead of going against Joe Schmo, you know, what I mean, you're going against this guy that got the same offers you got that you might go against in college, you know. So it's a good measuring stick mm-hmm. all around and see where we at. Right. It's, it's definitely good to get that exposure early. Um, I, I see you getting enthused and hyped and pumped about it, like you about to be on the field with yourself. I mean, hey, real quick, I, I might be. Ask- <laughs> I might be. I might run out there. <laughs> I want to ask you real quick. What was what was one of those headliners? Because you mentioned that this is a headliner of the of the high school football season arguably probably the best matchup in week zero. That's what people call it here in the mid-pen. What was one of those games for you in high school when you played where you felt like it was the biggest headline or probably the biggest game of your career? Man, it was always McDevitt. Yeah. It was always McDevitt, man. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, that rivalry, man. Like, the the coaches, it's like a lot of guys that's over there that's been over there for years. So Mm -hmm. they always, the one coach always comes up to me and makes fun of me about the one time my senior year. We lost, and you know we mm-hmm. had we got the inner city championship trophy. So they they actually came over to get the trophy. So I'm sitting. <laughs> I don't even remember it though. Mm-hmm. He said I was sitting on the bench with the trophy in my hand. Like, nah, y'all not taking this. <laughs> like, nah, y'all not taking this. So they yeah. said they had to get the cop mm-hmm. to come take it to give it to McDevitt. So man, yeah, it, it's McDevitt. And then one game that really sticks out to me that you know I really that I think really put me on the map was. My senior year playing against Central Dolphin. Okay, you know, I think that, I think that's what really got my offer because, like I said, UConn never seen me play play football. Yeah, but they went they went to uh, Coach Chump and was like, because that's when Chump had guys, uh, Brent Wise, Brian. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember them. He was going to Penn State. Uh, he had a lot of guys over there, so UConn was like, "Yo, is there anybody in the area, you know, that we can be missing on?" You know, and he said my name, and that's what put me on the map. But I never forget that game because, like, I had like. 250 yards receiving, three touchdowns, like 15 tackles. So, it's it, like I said, it's always McDevitt. Like, it was always McDevitt, even from freshman all the way up to varsity. And then, you know, that game against Central Dolphin my senior year. Did you get a lot of heckle from guys in the inner city whenever you went on the coaching staff at McDevitt being a Harrisburg oh, guy? Oh, man, did I ever. I still yeah. be called, man. Oh, y'all ducking. 
Y'all mm. ducking Harrisburg. I'm like, man, nobody's ducking Harrisburg. Well, I don't know. You know, mm. I just, but yeah, they, they, they give it to and me, bro. They give it to me. Yeah. It's not going to happen again anytime right. soon, talking to both sides. Man, you got, look, you got to be a mediator here, man. You got to pull them together and say, come on. We got to get the game back. Everybody in the city, everybody in Central PA wants to see this right. game. And especially last year. Especially last year. Both sides, yeah. That would that would have been a great show. Talking now. to both sides, man. It ain't gonna happen anytime right. soon. Right. Unless cooler heads prevail and we get them together and 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 we hash it out. Right. Which we need to, because everybody wants right. to see that and game. It, last and it's year, for the kids, man. It's just like it's competitiveness. You know what I mean? Like that game would be so competitive. Like it's bigger than it's bigger than me. It's bigger than Harrisburg, McDevitt. It's for the city. It is it'd be it'd be big for the city. Absolutely. You know, maybe in two or three, maybe in two or three things will cool around and we'll we'll get We're the game back. <laughs> <laughs> Danny, we, we hit a lot of solid points on this podcast. We really appreciate you coming on. Real quick before you go, something we ask all of our guests, um, especially you being as 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 someone that played, you know, in the mid-pen conference or someone that's now coaching in the, in the mid-pen conference. What advice would you leave for all the athletes in Central Pennsylvania that are going to listen to this podcast, whether it be about academics, being a student athlete, performance on the football field, um, handling the media or recruiting, what would you have to say? Man, first and foremost, get them grades right mm-hmm. because you can be the best athlete in the world, but if them grades ain't right, you're not going nowhere. You know, right. and then if if going if going to college or you know, and all those things are your ultimate goal, put the work in. You know, mm-hmm. you can't you can't put the work in at practice you, or the game. Like the work starts before that. Like mm-hmm. it's a phrase that says champions are made in the off season. Mm-hmm. Like, and I stick to that. You know, you gotta, you gotta perfect your craft just like anybody with a job, anybody with a profession, whatever they got going on, you have to perfect your craft. You can't mm-hmm. just go out there and just wing it, mm-hmm. you know? So, you know, definitely the grades, perfect your craft, man. And just be a student of the game. Just mm-hmm. understand the game, understand the concepts. Like if you're a defense guy, understand like what the offense is trying to do. Like if you're playing a coverage, if you're playing cover three, if you're playing cover two, what is the vulnerability of this coverage? Like what is the offense? What will be the, what is the quarterback looking at? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that's going to make you a better player. Like once I start being able to break down film, understanding what the other team is trying to do to me, I, I became a much better player. And, and that started in college. You know, a lot of kids can get that down in high school and be well ahead of the game. You know, I was late in the game. I started, I had a great linebacker coach in college. But if you can understand the concepts and understand the little things that an offensive team is trying to do to you, you can play faster because you understand what's going on, you know. So just understanding the game and just be a student on and off the football field and get it done. Wise words from a decent man. I think we have a podcast, Brian. Get <laughs> a podcast, man. Tell hey, them where to find sure us, baby. Subscribe to penlive.com and keep coming back for our exclusive content. Until next week, folks. Thank you, Danny. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. The UPMC sports medicine experts in Central PA are here to help keep you in the game and improve your quality of life, no matter your age or activity level. Visit upmc.com slash Central PA Sports Med to learn more.